meeting is being recorded. G'day, everybody. It's time for another Proud Iron Raiders NDCA podcast. It's a very warm welcome to the great man himself, Dan Proudman. Good evening, sir. Good evening, David. How are you, mate? I'm going all right. Very, very busy at this time of year. Not a lot of weekends in a row for me, but um, now look, going, going all right. And uh, just finished one podcast and get, getting into this with with my my great mate Dan Proudman. And it turns out though, we're going to be Dan has to put up with me on Saturday. We're going to be scoring together on, on Saturday at Townsend, which I haven't done in many, many years. Looking forward to it very much. Results from Saturday: a terrific win to Carter for 191, uh, defeating Charlestown 158. I haven't got the uh, final scores. West made 210 and Wall's End for all, were all out for around about 160. I, I, I contacted Jacob Montgomery. Um, those, they've got all sorts of problems on Play HQ with those that score. So uh, Wall's End lost that game to West by around or about 45 or 50. In the best game of the round by miles, Belmont 9 for 178 with one ball in the shed, beat Waratah 177 for 9 or 45. What a great game of cricket that was. Uni um, put very short trip through Stockton, winning very comfortably. Stockton, 165 all out in 44 overs. Uni got them in 30.4 overs after Simon Norville and Grant Stewart got going. Uh, did that very comfortably. Newcastle City are very, very, and when you hear the ladder later on, how important this was, 145 off 45 overs, at least they better their overs out. And then they fixed up Hamwicks for 112 off uh of what I'm assuming is close to 44.5 overs. That can't be right on my cricket, on Play HQ. And then an outright win, and we're going to go there first. Merriweather, as they have so often done in the last decade, 15 years actually, coming home like a wet sail in the second half of the season. Merriweather outright over Toronto. Toronto 61 and 153. And Merriweather 4 for 155 declared and 3 for 63. Dan, a very good and convincing outright victory to the Weathers. And uh, despite Toronto putting up quite a bit of resistance in the second innings, yeah, it was. It was a pretty solid, pretty solid victory. I mean, they, they, they were under the pump. Obviously, they were a hundred behind first innings. They were they were thirteen in front overnight, three down, um, two down, um, two. And although, yeah, and although they uh, they held it together for the first few overs, once. Um, once uh, Sam O'Sullivan got Roberts and then um, it really started to fall down a little bit from there, to be honest with you. It was all done by about two o'clock. Um, Michael Hogan, his first couple of overs were actually quite ordinary. He'd say that himself. But um, uh, after that, he found some rhythm and he, he looks like he's, you know, he's obviously getting better with each run. He's like a racehorse. So five for 36 off 16 for him and, Get it quite easy. Sam O'Sullivan, two for 55 of 16 to go with his six for in the first innings. Uh, and Tom Moore bowled quite well as well, as as, uh, as did Harry Phillips the week before. So, yeah, solid win by Merriweather. Still a hell of a lot to do. Toronto would be disappointed um, the way they probably folded a little bit at the end. Um, the, the, the deck looked pretty good, actually. Um, but at the end of the day, it was really, it was a it was a toss game, really, to, to be honest with you. It was a bit damp the first week. Josh Geary wins a toss, Dobbs stock, uh, Dobbs Toronto in and um, and gets the 10 points and gives them at least a, a sniff anyway with um, three games, three rounds to go. Just before we leave this game, we spoke last week about the, I spoke with you at, the, at length about Michael 
and asking what kind of length he was bowling. He said, David, he's basically short of a run. I notice here that two of his wickets, he's hit the stumps. That shows me that he's starting to get the the, the direction and the aim right and the line and length right, uh, Daniel. Would that be fair? Yeah, I think mine was chopped on, to be fair. But, um, no, he did. Well, once he warmed up, um, he, he he's just got – he was probably half a yard quicker than he was the week before. Um, and he just seems to be – he's one of those blokes that sort of floats across the ground. And yes. He just seems to now be floating, if, just if that makes sense. He just seems to be moving across the ground a little bit easier than, than what he has in the first few weeks. And, you know, he's, he said himself he's he's probably four or five kilo overweight, would you believe it at the moment? He's still as skinny as a minute six. I don't I don't know what's standing next to him, but um, he reckons he's got to lose a little bit. And he's he's paddling and he's running and doing all that sort of stuff. But um, he'll just keep getting better and better. And if there's anything in any wicket, he's just one of those blokes, isn't he, with his experience now that he'll find it. Absolutely. Cardiff have been one of the form teams over the last six or seven weeks in the competition, and they've produced an excellent win at Cahyber against Charlestown. Cardiff batting first off 58.5 overs, 191 all out. 50s to Rahul Bakshi, an even 50, and Tom Maher. And in the context of things, Daniel Williams, 17 not out, batting at nine, and Nick Hart's 24, batting at 10, have made an enormous difference. Those two put on are 39 for the ninth wicket. And that is enormous, ladies and gentlemen, in the context of this game. Dan Bailey, two for 28. Path Shah, three for 47. And as we discussed earlier, Dan Standing and Kate Sutton, two fers. And then Charlestown batted a long, long, long time trying to ground out the runs. And they ended up off 82.2 overs, all out for 158. Benchy opened the batting, 25 off 100. Cal Wilson, 32 off 104. And then down the order, path show, as he always seems to do, 24 off 51. Uh, he is, he's a very, very competitive and, yep. and tough cricketer, to be honest with you. Has been for a long time. Carter's bowling, Dan Williams, 24 overs, 10 maidens, three for 32. And his opening part of Jay Sneddon, 25 overs, eight maidens, and a Michelle, five for 62 with singles to Nick Hart and Regan Burks. What a, what a grinding performance. Cardiff will be very, very pleased with that win, Dan Proudman. Yeah, and they, I think they were saying in uh, saying that it might have been well they've they've won three in a row, and I'm just trying to think the last time they did. Oh, I know a few of the guys that, that spoke to Josh Callan and said it hadn't been in their time, and I, I think it might even go back to even the, the Anthony Hobson days, maybe even the Premiership was which was what oh nine I was going to say the back half of that decade. Didn't they win a a, a standalone Premiership at the end of the they decade did. with Hobo playing? Hobo scored a century in the final. I think it was 08-9. It might be 09-10. I should know that. Sorry to the CB boys. But um, it'd be almost that long since um, they've won three in a row. So, and like you said, um, grinding performance. Look, you know, to bowl 82 overs against that lineup with Charlestown and, and keep them to, to under 160 um, is fantastic, you know. And you go back to the start of the year, Redders, if, you know, they scored three 200s and got beat three times in a row. They win those. They're in the mix playing in March. You know what I mean? So 100%. It's just, it's just, a, it's a wonderful performance by, by Cardiff. And they, they just keep, in fact, you know, you've also got to put a shout out to Path Shard, don't you? He, he seems to do well when they're under the pump. He's one of those blokes. He's like a, a few of those guys who seem to play a lot better when their back's against the wall. And he's, he's done that so many times, but, wasn't to be with him and Dan Bailey trying their best, but yeah, 
congratulations, CBs. Probably a little bit too far back, to be fair now, but um, still. But, um, yeah, just the future looks very rosy for them. Oh, there's, that's a young side. Michael Corrigan's doing a great job. Your own yeah. skipper at Merriweather is another guy that you can trust when the when the chips are down to come up and fight. And uh, and you've got to give Josh Geary that. He's, he's ne- I've never seen that man give up once. And the same with Path Shah. Um, now, this game, of course, uh, PlayHQ and my play, they've had all sorts of issues with this, and I'm not making any comment other than say they've had the issues. West made 210 in week one with... <laughs> With, what are you saying? Bill's <laughs> Bill. Oh, you're just completely correct. Very nice. so, it's rubbish. I'll say it, David. It's rubbish. We'll move on. Andrew Shakespeare, 40. Emma made 49 not out, and Bill's in important 29 to get them to 210. And then Wall's in out for, um, as, as uh, thank you to Jacob Montgomery for responding to me uh, for about 160. So a good win for West. I don't have too many more details, Dan. Have you, do you have anything on that? No. I haven't been trying to source some scores, but I haven't got them. I just know that it was a very good win to West at Harker in an unusually low scoring game at Harker. Usually you're 270, 300 in two day cricket. Yeah, that's right. Exactly. Um, I. I must admit, I think I did see them on Saturday afternoon and I've forgotten what it is now. But, yeah, we, we, we thought it would be a, a grind, but um, fantastic for Wes. Um, really puts the cat amongst the pigeons for that top spot and get, you know, the the pick of where they want to play. Um, so they just keep – both of them keep rolling on, you know, and I, I don't think Wolves End will lose any sleep over that too, especially with – gee, they run home's nice. You, you'd like to be Wolves End, wouldn't you? Belmont, Toronto, Waratah, Mayfield. So, um, wow. I don't, know, I don't think I'll lose much sleep by getting beat by West in um, late January. And resolving West for 200 will be, give them some confidence as well. And they have an excellent, Walls End's got an excellent seam bowling attack. And I mean, it's excellent. Under, under the game of the round by far, Waratah 177 of 45 overs, not a bad performance. Middle order did all the damage. Kyle Faber 73 and Charlie Williams 46. Not too many other notable scores. Joshy Claridge made uh, 22. And the bowlers, Jace Lawson, two for 22. Jamie Heath, three for 29. Riley Urquhart, interesting figures for Riley, three for 73 off 12. So they got stuck at him. But the young man who can bowl a sharp ball took three for. So at 177, you reckon that's close to line ball. Waratah yep. is usually a pretty good cricket. We get There's usually something in it for everybody. In fact, Waratah over when it's right, it's an excellent cricket man. Great place to play, great place to watch cricket. It's just got a lot of atmosphere. And then in the second innings, Belmont got them with one ball left in the shed, nine down. Uh, and even Joey Gellard, 52 at the top of the order. Then you've got to get into James Burke, who's been batting a lot of balls lately and, and helping them get through games. He ended up 30. Jace Lawson, 15. Tony Bristow, 19 off 19. Very important. And then right down the end, James Burke was the last man out at 173. I thought Burke was going to get them home. And Riley Urquhart and Jamie Heath looked like they pushed on for a couple of singles and got them home at the death. Josh McTaggart, the New South Wales country uh, bowler, three for 34 off 12, very tidy figures. And Liam Wilson, who's been playing pretty good cricket this year, uh, two for 43. But what an outstanding game. And again, Belmont showing some real grit to get home there where perhaps 12 months ago they mightn't have got that far. Yeah, they're, they're just mirroring... Um... Cardiff, aren't they, a little bit? Very young side who are, seem to be improving every week. Um, and Waratah, well, it's just, you know, it epitomises their season, I think, to a certain extent and um, probably epitomises their last three or four years. I mean, we, I think since we started this podcast, we've been saying that Waratah and Mayfield have got so much promise and they're, you know, they're 
they should be doing a lot better than what they are and they find themselves where they are again. So um, it's pretty shattering for them. But, yeah, a huge win. Um, they're always great, aren't they? Nine down with a ball to spare. Yeah. Um, but it doesn't matter where you're sitting on the ladder. The beer still tastes nice after that. So um, congratulations to Belmont. Speaking of beers tasting nice, how did you go with Jenko in week two? <laughs> yeah, they, they went down all right. We finished at two o'clock. So he did tell me once, um, I think, was it after Benny Roberts got beat? Got out, or it might have been when just got out, and he said, You might need to hurry up with those ones, big fella. <laughs> but, the, um, the, yeah, the, we, the, we deadly, the deadly duo, Prado and Jenko. <laughs> On to Stockton and Uni, this game at Lynn Oval. Um, Josh Bennett had no hesitation in sending Stockton into bat on a pitch with a little bit in it after the rain during the week. And Uni did a very good job. Um, Stockton in all sorts of trouble, uh, five for six for 49 when Jake Hainsworth was removed. But then Jeff Ginnan, who looked very comfortable, made 65. Andrew Nikolai, 42. Those two put on a whole stack of runs, uh, 51 and 36, 87. And generally, we thought we were right in the game, to be quite honest with that. Um, that wicket, though, from uh, of Andrew Nikolai uh, caused a little bit of a collapse eventually. Stockton all out in 44 overs, so giving one over back, all out for 165. Tom O'Neill, four for 44. Once he got his length right, was uh, bowled beautifully. Um that shouldn't be Alex Staffer. I'll have to go and correct that. That should be Akib Zafar, seven, two for 38. I'll correct that later. And Grant Stewart hit a perfect length on a pitch with a bit in it and bowled some absolute jaffers, you'll be pleased to know, Dan. Two for 11 on his last game. He's actually should be back in England by now. And the skip, Josh Bennett, two for 52. A very good bowling performance and only truncated by Jeff and Andrew Nikolai by making what I hoped was a very uh, an important match-defining partnership. Jeffy looked at, at comfort. But as I said, when Tom O'Neill got his length right, he was hard to handle. Gee, they're rocks or diamonds, uni, aren't they? Like, seriously, rocks or diamonds. They, you know, they 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 struggled at, against Toronto. They got beat by Toronto um, the week before, and then they come out and, and and do that to Stockton in thirty overs. Like if they were a racehorse, you wouldn't you wouldn't like to do their form. You know what I mean? Like you just have to watch them go around. You wouldn't be able to back them. Um, uh, to be honest with you, if you if you went into games. And when you knew you had a pitch that was even fair, if I threw at you Josh Bennett, Tom O'Neill and Grant Stewart as your top three seamers, that is a – and I'm not trying to be defensive at all. I think that's an excellent – one's the New South Wales – all three of them are New South Wales country opening bowlers. Yeah, but if you throw it the other way and you've got a flat deck and they're batting, they've got Norval, Rushford, Stewart, Sharma, Harriet. I mean <laughs> – Well, that's the other side of it. That's exactly right. Right. Uh, um, so, yeah, it's, it's just extraordinary. I mean, they they could be anything. They they, they 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 can still win the comp, these guys, and they can run eighth. You know, um, they've got Hamwick City and Wests. Um, you know that 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 the round twelve, the game the the game after this one against City could well be huge for the entire competition. But um, so they've beaten City, they've beaten Stockton. Um, and, you know, they got beat by Toronto fairly comfortably the week before. So I wouldn't like to be, play- I wouldn't like to be playing them, to be honest. Um, I know Merriweather sort of jumped on them a little bit um, early on in the year um, when they were looked like they were going very well again. They just seemed to lose clumps at times, I think. They did that against City. They were four for 70 and nine for 89 or something, all out 108. But then when they get going... Like you said, they can get 170 and 30 overs against, you know, an attack like Stockton's. So, 
gee, it's going to be it's going to be a huge couple of weeks. That you know, that they obviously have to beat Hamwicks this week, which we'll talk about in a second. But if they do that, um, then that game against City the following week is enormous. Simon Noble, 52. James Rush with 38. Grant Stewart, a very quick 57. And Uni got the runs extremely quickly in 30.4. I was helping the question enormously. One for Lincoln Melmoth, Nick Foster and Nathan Hudson. And a very just a dominant performance by Uni. They were very, very good. And yes, there's a cert, if they can't put that side back on the park this year because Grant Stewart's gone back. Of course, uh, and that's massive, obviously. You know, that's huge. But in saying that, Norwell, Rushford, Charmer, Harriet... That's your top four. Scowan's just come back from playing for the New South Wales Country 17s and That's Hobart. Right. So he's no mug at all. So far, my, my boys tell me that uh, Akeem's a father left arm ortho from, from uni, has a, actually has a Duzera in his in his weaponry, a legal Duzera. Uh, Zafar bowls with a nice action. And um, so, yeah, look, it, it's um, it, they're an interesting side, uni. You never know what you're going to get. It's a bit like Forrest Gump. Um, over to Newcastle City and Hamwicks, and the, you like that one, do you? Newcastle City are batting first after being sent in at Passmore. Newcastle, Hamwicks have got a stack of games at Passmore in the next few mm. weeks. City mm. made nine for 145 after being none for 56. So they would have been disappointed, yeah. I reckon. Harry Alomes yeah. has been very, very good, the young man, 49 opening the batting. Nobody else made more than Mitchell. Now, interesting to see Mitchell. That's an interesting thing. If Mitch Nesbitt's back for the rest of the season, that makes Newcastle City a much better cricket side. He's a serious cricketer, Mitch Nesbitt. He's a serious player, I'm telling you. A lot of respect for Mitchell Nesbitt. Um, Nine for 145 off 45. And the bowlers down the bottom did all the damage. Reese Hanlon, 14 overs, three for 38, if you don't Mm -hmm. mind. And Matt Labar, four for 34 off 13. So 27 overs, seven for 72 between Reese and Matthew. Just an excellent performance with a two to Selman Hassan. And Hamwicks would have been thinking, you know what? 146, we've got 40 overs to get them. Here's a real opportunity for us to keep keep parity with the top of the top of the ladder, Dan. Generally, they'd have been very happy with that. Yeah, yeah, a really solid win. Um, like you said, and, and, you know, they could have dropped their bundle, couldn't they? Like you said, none for... 52 for 86 or something, and then uh, 9 for 145 or 45. So, yeah, really solid win. They just keep doing what they need to be doing, City, don't they? And, um, yeah. And, you know, they, they've kept that, and we'll talk about that shortly, but they've kept that buffer between fifth and sixth still. Um, and, you know, they've got, I think they definitely, you, you, with the way people, where teams are sitting at the moment on the ladder, you can't say they've got a tough run home. They've got Charlestown University and Cardiff. Now, we'll, we'll go through the, the table on that in a second, but I reckon if they win one of those, they're probably in, to be honest, unless um, university does a job on them. Um, and we'll go I still that think that Uni and Merriweather need one game where they get 20, where they get 20 wickets. I really do. Um, and, of course, ladies, what I'm trying to say is that they, they may need an outright, um, whether or not that's possible. Merriweather's done, done it once. Um, but it interesting to see with particularly if O'Neill and Bennett get on a wicket with a bit in it, it's possible. But um, uni don't have an easy draw home. No, they've got Hamwick City Wests. So yeah, tough. Yeah. I did, yeah, you don't you don't think they're gonna they're gonna do that. Um Hamwick's ended up making 112 all out. Reese Hanlon 43, Ben Balcombe 13, has often been the case. Uh, Tom Dwyer doing down the order 19. Good to see Tom back playing first grade cricket. But just too good, and the the bowlers far 
uh, three and five did all the damage. They're both young men, but they're old, old school Newcastle City players. Louis Hextel, 14 overs, four for 40. He'd have been hard to stop on the circuit on Saturday night. Let me tell you, old Lewis. And Callan Fowler, four for 20, three for 28 off six. Uh, two for the Toby Finn. That's a very good performance from Newcastle City. It's as simple as that. It's and, a good performance. And that's right, Redders. I mean, we, like, we talk about their batting quite often, you know. Um, but, you know, you look at that bowling against a pretty pretty handy Hamwick side. And the 45-over game, you know, Patterson's gone for 17 off 9.4. Finn's gone off 9 and off 11. And the big hex has gone off 40 off 14 with four wickets. I mean, you know, you, you can't... You can't question any of that. No. Um, and, and like we're saying, that's, that's in a 45-over game. If they were able to do that over 90 overs, you know, they, uh, they can do anything come March if they're there. Yeah, and happy birthday to Ben Patterson, who's 27 today, the old man. So I hope he's having a lovely day. Second of February, 96 for Pato. Now, round 11. Some huge fixtures here. Belmont hosting Wall's End. That's over at, down at Carl Oval. Newcastle City and Cardiff. And again, it's all games at the moment are important for City. Importantly, that's game at number that game's at number one. Quite possibly the match of the round is Merriweather hosting Stockton. That's at Townsend. Hamwicks and Uni playing an absolutely pivotal game at Passmore. Waratah have C and Bs and Wests have Toronto. And if I may start there, Dan. Would it be fair to, and that's at Harker, would it be fair to say that West might have in, clearly in their mind that they're thinking of get, taking 20 wickets here? Oh, you would think so. I mean, yeah. Toronto aren't as bad as how they played last week, I don't think. Um, you know, a, a few things conspired against them, including, you know, a deck that wasn't 100% that first day. Um, so, you know, they, they batted well the um, late on that first day, they ended up two for about 106 or something in their second dig. So, you know, I, I, they're not easy beats. I, I, I definitely wouldn't say that. I just think we, Merriweather happened to, you know, get the right conditions to a certain extent and obviously bowled accordingly. They bowled well as well. So they're not easy beats. But in saying that, I would imagine that West, if, if, they're, if they're fair income about winning the comp, then they'll be identifying um, fixtures that they think they can do things with. I know that in the past, haven't they, in the last few years, they don't like playing 180 overs unless they really have to either. Um, they like, they've always liked to try to keep people fresh and all that sort of stuff. I know it might change now. Brad Aldis is running the thing instead of Kingy or Josh Hamilton, but I know they, they don't really like to, to – at least their bowlers to run their 180 overs. I, I, say, I say this in all nicety. You don't think that Kingy's having just the slightest bit of influence <laughs> standing in the covers or at second slip? Oh, I guarantee you he is. Oh, absolutely. But I also say this, that if – um, if you're going to send someone in for 25 overs, do you reckon Brad Aldous will say, I'll bowl another 10 when I don't need them? <laughs> well, that's, that's a good point. Uh, <laughs> Cardiff play Waratah and, and Cardiff have been in good form. You'd have to fa uh, favour Cardiff. Um, Josh McTaggart's yeah. had an excellent season uh, for Waratah, but he, need, he needs some people around him to be consistent. Favour's been okay as well. Liam Wilson's been solid. Cardiff just getting better and better. A young side. Daniel Williams would have to be going close with Joe Melito to be one of their cricketers of the year. And, of course, every time that Rahul plays for CBs, they're a totally different cricket side. That game's at Waratah Oval. Pivotal game here. Um, uni need to win. Sorry, Dan, you've got two fingers in the air? Yeah, I was just going to say, I think there's two really significant games in this. Probably three. The Hamwick's Uni one, which you're about to say. I'm sorry to cut yes. you off there. Um, the Hamwick's are too far back now, um, so they, they can't make it. There's 17 points adrift to City. Um 
and they've got uni stock in Toronto. So I think they're too far, unless they can jag 10 off Toronto and, and win the other two. I still think they're too far behind. But obviously, university want to try to keep this role going. Um, we'll talk about the ladder again in a second, but they're eight points adrift to fourth. Um, but I think that obviously Merriweather need to keep winning. They've got Stockton, West and Belmont the last three, and they probably need to win all three unless they happen to jag a, a 10-pointer in there somewhere. They yep. probably need to win all three. But the biggest game, in my opinion, in the for the whole competition is the City-Charlestown game. So I haven't ruled Charlestown out yet. They're 13 points adrift of fourth, but I haven't ruled them out yet. They've got um, City, Waratah and Stockton. Um, if they win all three and one of them with 10 points, then they're a sniff. Um, and it, obviously, if they win this game against City, then it's almost double points because they'll drag five off City. They're currently 13 behind them and City are fourth. Now, if City happen to win that, um, it's interesting, it's isn't it? Almost, it's almost curtains for university. It, I'll go as far to say that if City beat Charleston this round, I think we know what the four is. Okay. Um, I've, I've, look, that's a that's a fair and objective summation. Um, we're always both very careful at not um, uh, what's the word? We're very careful when we talk about our own clubs and and, yeah. and being circumspect because people will. There's some people that actually listen to this podcast. They don't listen to me, but they do listen to you. Um, oh, rubbish. Um, so yeah, look, I th- that's a big game. Um, it is particular. Um, my calculations are that Stockton's got to win at least two games to be safe, and Stockton will still have in the in their mind that they would like to finish first or second and get uh, a, a, a rain rights and a game at number one, which would be the, the sequence of events I think would happen if they finished second. I'm not sure that we could finish first. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Merriweather's just got to keep on winning. They, they, Merriweather has to take the ball by the horns, which they did last week. They've got to play aggressive cricket and continue to bowl sides out and get the runs. It's as simple as that. They've just got to go and do it. And the more question they get, the better, because their question's excellent. City and Charlestown is huge. Uh, that city side for mine, if they can keep it together, that you know, uh, there'll be sides who are looking over their shoulder with the, the amount of explosive cricketers they've got, think and young cricketers as well, I might add, that would think that they'll be you know dangerous in the finals. Belmont and Walls End, that um, uh, look, Walls End's got some of the form cricketers in the whole comp. Pat McGann, Callum Gabriel's had a quietly superb season for yep. Walls End, and they um, a, a lot of people will have you believe that Walls End are a uh, a one or two man band. I think that that's actually quite that's rubbish. I think now yeah, Walden no. has Walden has built a cricket side, and they've got a very good bowling attack, a deep batting attack, a keeper that can bat, and they've also got bat cricketers that can bat and bowl generally in the top six and in the top four bowlers. And I think that makes yeah. them a very dangerous cricket side. With Mont coming back, backing up with the bowling his right arm off his so. Oh, well, that's that's. That's spot on. We we touched on it last week, you know. And I, I and I said that to to Monty um, after they cleaned Merriweather up a couple of weeks ago. Like they they seem they're really they look a really balanced lineup now. Gabriel does a lot. Um, obviously the, the the brothers are the pages are, are bowling better. They're a year older. Pat McGann's obviously bowling the best he can. Obviously they still learn a little bit on Nathan Price as you would. He's the best bat in the comp. So of course you're going to learn on the best bat in the comp. Um, but you're right. There's not two. There's probably seven or eight. So um, yeah, they're um, and I said that last week after I saw them um, do a number on Merriweather. Um, they're they're looking really handy. 
uh, another time when we've got a bit more time to talk, I'd love to talk with you about a, a comparison between Mark Littlewood and Nathan Price and, and where they they stand. Obviously, the, I've, I think I've seen the best fast bowler in my time, and he happened to, in my time in Newcastle, and he played for your club. But I'd love to do a comparison when we've got more time to talk about Nathan and Mark and, and where you see them and, and where they sit as cricketers and who's had more influence. Uh, because they're, they're both they're they're both magnificent cricketers. They, they I reckon Mark Little could walk back into playing right now and be a dominant figure even now after being retired for three or four years. That's how good he was. Well, didn't he just he just about won an amateur golf tournament the other day, didn't he? Or he just won the club championship at Belmont or somewhere like oh, that. Wouldn't surprise he's obviously me. Still striking a ball very well. It's just not a, uh, I, a ball. If you get, if you ever go on a golf day, which I organised at Route Murray, and Littlewood and Drys are anywhere near you, you don't want to be out trying to outdrive them. It's ridiculous. It's just. Well, well, let me say this. Obviously, we, we we always think that you know good cricketers are good golfers because they've hand-eye coordination, and all that sort of stuff. But yeah. I'll give you one example of a pretty handy cricketer who is probably in the top five worst golfers I've ever seen. He's got a competition named after him, Simon Moore. He is a terrible golfer. Shocking. Okay. <laughs> if you're listening, King, hello. And that was Dan that said that, Simon. <laughs> Don't get cross with me. Don't give me a short, sharp ride. I'll never recover. So it doesn't help when he wears his leather jackets while he's playing either. But anyway, that's another story. Belmont and Walls End, that's at Carl. New City and... Uh, Charles Sam, that's at number one. Merriweather and Stockton at Townsend. Hamworks and Uni at Passmore. Waratah and CNBs at Waratah. Wests and Toronto. And that game's at Harker. Dan, just briefly, the summer bash is continuing. Um, I, I'm very pleased to say that my boys had a very good win last night. I was most impressed in watching that game. It was obviously way too late for me to get work, with working in Sydney. But uh, my boys made 153 and... Um, got home against Cardiff and resolved them from just over 100. A pretty a good performance, actually. I'm very pleased with that one. Yeah, it's rolling along well, isn't it? The comp, we haven't had a lot to do with it, to be honest. I think we've played one game and got uh, ripped a new one by a, a West side, which probably could have won a comp in Sydney first grade. And um, I don't think we haven't played a game since. So <laughs> um, so it hasn't really been on, on our radar as far as Mary was concerned. But it, it seems to be that the games are, are, are great. There's been some outstanding performances, hasn't there? The Buddy Harriet performance and that sort of stuff. So, um, Well, here, the Magpies played the Waratahs on Tuesday night and made 189 off 20 Axel Carl on a very good Sydney first grade cricketer. 99 out for 52 with eight and five. Matthew Wright, oh, 42 in a hurry. And forfeit of Johnny Durheim, who remains a very clever cricketer. And the Waratahs struggled in, in, in their reply Three first to Matt to, to the Matt Wright and two Rory Madison having a guest game for Charlestown as well and Winnie scoring two and then last night Stockton um, a, a very deep performance no one really starred but they just were consistent across the board 153 for six for for my boys off 20 uh, Logan Wester made 43 Dylan Robertson important 24 down the order um, and with two for to Bailey Borrow from Cardiff and then in reply Cardiff made 106 uh, again. Um, Stockton dried them up with runs and got wickets early. Uh, Charlie Dennett made runs in the middle there for, for Cardiff. He ended up with 32. Um, and wickets, three for the Matt Sunshine, guest player from Manly, and Dylan Robertson and Nathan Hudson, two left-arm spinners, both taken two for So good performance there. And um, my boys have had a washout and, and a win. So going along okay in that competition, Daniel. Yeah. Yeah, they are. yeah it's, 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 it's kicking on nicely and it's got some... Very, very handy performances. 
Dan, over to you, sir. Have you got some interesting stats or something you'd like to talk about, sir? Yeah, no, we, we, well, we haven't really done the ladder, have we? So we can probably just quickly go through the ladder. And, Would uh, you, please, should you please, please, please read the ladder in reverse order from 12 to 1? Certainly can. It is. Bear with me. Just finding it here now. Here we go. So Waratah Mayfield, they're 12th on 12 points. Toronto was on 23 along with Hamwicks. Hamwicks in front of them um, on quotient. Um, Cardiff is on 26. Then you've got Charlestown and Belmont on 27. Belmont is on, on top of them on quotient. Sixth is University on 32 points, only behind on quotient from Merriweather, also on 32. They're fifth now after that outright victory over Toronto last week. They're eight points adrift of City, who are on 40 points. Stockton, a third on 47 points. So they're seven points, so a, a, a first innings win and a bit in front of City. West are on 49 points. Walls End are on 51 points. Now, like I said, Walls End have got Belmont, Toronto, Waratah, their last three. West have got Toronto, Merriweather and University. Um, and Stockton have got Merriweather, Hamwicks, Charlestown. Charlestown. You, you reckon they need to win one more? Were they 15 in front of no, 15? No, I actually... I actually I actually, I actually was a bit more concerned than that. I thought we yeah. ne we needed to win two more to be, uh, but look, certainly one more would be very, very good. Y well, your thoughts on the mathematics of it? They're purely mathematically well, they're, analytical. They're, yeah, well, they're, they're, that's right. They're, they're fifteen points in front of fifth and sixth. So, and so if they lose all three, so they lose all three first innings. Merriweather and University will have to win all three to tie them. Um, uh, at, at the very least. So really, and I would I would guess Stockton have got a hell of a lot of better um, quotient than the other two. So not too much Merriweather, but the other two, yeah. Stockton's quotient's one point six four three. If Stockton win one, they're in. It's as simple as that. I don't even think they have to win one, to be honest. But okay. if they win one, if they win one, they're, they're in. Uh, Walls End and West are in. Like I said, City of City are currently eight points in front of Merriweather and University. Obviously, it's six points for a first innings win and 10 points for an out, right? They've got Charlestown this week, then they've got University and then Cardiff. So I really think if they win this week, um, it's going to make it really difficult for Merriweather and University, to be honest. But if they get beat and either of those teams win, especially if University um, beats Hamwicks, which you would have okay. to think on form they will, Look all, of a sudden, all of a sudden, it's a it's a pseudo it's a pseudo final in that second last week. So you know, if City win, and to be fair, they've been on the cusp the last two years. I think it's been now, and they've sort of fallen at the last hurdle, haven't they? So they're, they're probably due to jump over that hurdle. They've um, also had some real junior talent. They've need to take advantage of it. That City and Merriweather game is that at Townsend or at number one? Um, the City and what? Sorry, game. Did you City say the City? Yeah, no, yeah. Where's that city? Where's the city? No, no, no. In the second last round, where's where do City and Merriweather play? Do they play each other? Is that what you're saying? No, City and Merriweather don't play. University and, and City play. University yes. and City play each other in the second last round. Merriweather have got okay. Merriweather have got Stockton, Wests, and then Belmont. So that, uh, they've uh, got the hardest one of all. Okay, fair enough. Well, so, if they well, get that, that, I mean, they have to win all three, and then other fixtures really have to go their way. Um, but like I said, if, if City beat Charleston this week, they're they're inching towards they've, they've 
got more than their nose in front and they're reaching towards that fourth place. I think. Especially if Uni and, and Merriweather happen to lose, then, you know, it's oh, very... And if my memory is correct, Daniel, Merriweather and Belmont conspired two seasons ago to have an extraordinary last game of the season at Townsend Oval. Would I be right in thinking that Merriweather propelled themselves into the grand, into the semis that they didn't play in with a yeah. reverse outright? Does that sound familiar? Well, I would argue they conspired as a loaded term. Um, it, wasn't okay. a, it wasn't a conspiracy. Produced, but yes, produced, produced. Yes, thank you. Yes, it was reverse outright. Um if you remember rightly, I think Mary, when they needed five or six to win with two wickets left on the morning of the second day and didn't get them. You can marry with his best all rounder. Was the last man out, was he not? He was, I think. Yes, he was. Yes, you're right. Hello, Sam. Hello, we, Sam. How are you, champion? <laughs> we might have fallen two or three short and then um, and then rolled Belmont and, and got them in the last, might have even been the second last over or the last over. And then both through. of us, Merriweather and Stockton, finished fourth and third respectively and didn't even get wouldn't have got no. outside their door the next weekend with a with a Noah and his arc going down the Pacific yeah. Highway at Belmont. Yeah, we had Wes and yeah. I don't think we would have played until April. <laughs> well in fact that grand final was delayed a week. That grand yeah. final was played at Easter because yeah. Harker was no good remember number one was out and they, they yeah. conspired to produce the most extraordinary grand final I think anyone has ever seen. So, yeah. One of those one in 100 year events that we seem to get every five years now. Correct. Dan, look, thank you so much for your time. Before we go, any any interesting stats you'd like? Any useless trivia? Any interesting stats? No, well, you know, I sort of redid the draw for you and did the tables this week. I promise you, I promise you next week. Next week. You've done more than enough, my friend. You've done been fantastic. Thank you. In, in the lead up to um, a nice couple of days away down at Canberra, I'll, I'll make sure I bring something up. And we will discuss those sides became published today. The can the ACT side is phenomenally strong and yeah. the Newcastle side is also very strong. We will do a preview of that next week because that's very important. That That's a huge game. It's a, it's a one-day game, Daniel Proudman, at the beautiful Marnica Oval. Correct. I'm really looking forward to it. I've been a Monica since the old rugby days a long, long, long time ago. So um, well, you will absolutely love the press box, especially the fact that you can get lifts to it. It's lovely because it's about four stories high. It's very nice. <laughs> Dan, thank you so much for your time. Uh, look forward very much to sharing a day with you on Saturday. Can't yeah. wait and catching with some old friends and watching some some bloody good hard cricket. I'll see you on Saturday, Dave. Thanks, mate. Take care. On behalf of Dan, this is David. Enjoy the next couple of days and uh, look, enjoy your cricket this weekend. On behalf of Dan, this is David. Bye-bye.